0: spring is sprung the grass is riz, i wonder where the birdies is <laughs>
1: Episode 4 or 14. Hello, listeners. Hello. Um, I feel good today. Nice sunny day. It's been a nice sunny day. Had a nice day at work. You're wearing jeans. I am wearing jeans because I've got a hole in my cargoes. Oh dear. Yeah, in a very annoying place. Right on the butt. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we've got fucking loads of questions this week. Um, Mm. Also got... uh, a new listener, um, I'm going to give a shout out to you in a little while. Jolly good. Um, but we've also uh, got a bit of a special feature today, haven't we? We do have a Ooh, special yeah. feature. You're so excited about it. I am, because uh, yeah, I'm not going to hold anything back. Well, I'm just going to sit there. And I'm gonna, s- be confident in the fact that I'm going to do my best
0: impression of Mark Kermode.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes, we have a feature which is yeah, well, people will know that we've been asking them to vote on either 28 Days Later or I Am Legend which film do you like better basically and me and Andrew have our choices should we we explain the genesis of this idea well we watched both the films one after the other the other day yeah
0: and And then uh, we we had a bit of a we then started to argue at some length about which film was better
1: yeah so we thought we'd uh, uh,
0: (laughs) I I think I opined first and then Chris gave an entirely legitimate rebuttal (laughs)
1: Fuck you! uh, Fuck
0: you! And this really has been an ongoing thing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah, we decided to do it on the podcast because apparently some people in Bromley like listening to this sort of witless bollocks discussed at
1: length. Yeah. We we thank them for it. Yes. We
0: thank you. I'm bewildered by it, but thank you.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, But should we just jump in with some questions? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, <coughs> Mr. Julian Dread Bennett. Hello, Julian. Um, I mean, this would is like, his first time, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Um, he wants to know uh, lager or ale, and why? Ale, because I like the taste more. Well, I'm going to say lager. We're off to a good start. Yeah, but you didn't. You've not said why though. Oh, because. Like, I prefer a nice... Because, right, this is my reason. On a day like today, for example, a nice hot day, uh, if I was to go sit in a beer garden, I wouldn't... At, at the thought of having an ale... You can have summer ales. Yeah, you can, but I like a nice crisp, fizzy pint on a hot day of lager. I <laughs> should point out. Well,
0: well. again, you're completely wrong. It's, uh,
1: uh, I'm... I'm I don't. I should. I don't dislike Lager though. Well, I don't dislike ale. Oh, that's all right then. But I. I I'm. we we'll just say you're. You're if, an ale man. I'm I a Lager had, man. If I had to
0: choose one or the other, it'd be ale,
1: early time. Okay. Yeah, well, um, I heard the other day actually
0: that the campaign for real ale camera has now actually ended. Okay. Because they. Uh, this was in the Telegraph, believe it or not. <laughs> surprise, the surprise source of all worldly knowledge, as you yeah. all know. Um, they announced that the rise of hipster culture in the last sort of ten years or so or, or whatever has actually meant that there's been a renewed interest in ale doesn't that make you slightly sad though <laughs> the, the um, reason do, doing the right thing for the wrong reason you mean yeah yeah maybe but on the other hand it means that you know we get to drink all these lovely ales still they're not these breweries are not going to disappear anytime soon which is definitely a good thing yeah. uh, and the campaign for real ale has now they've now changed it's the same group but they're now uh, going to campaign for the survival of real pubs.
1: Yeah, well that's which good. Is great that as can't well. be a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, the hipsters have done something useful. We <laughs> yeah. should we should thank them. They should still shave off all their fucking beards, though. You've got a beard. I'm not a hipster. I had this beard so what, before. So what's the minimum re- entry requirement? You can tell you can tell when someone's just grown it as an accessory, as an affectation. Exactly. But are not aren't all beards affectations fundamentally though? Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. Hipsters,
0: hipsters, and their beards. I mean, in the nineteen seventies, like it was deeply fashionable to have a beard, but you know, no one really questioned it in the same way. No one really scrutinized it in the way it is now. Okay, you know what I mean. I'm
1: just saying. You know, I've met. Yeah, believe it or not, I've
0: met hipsters without facial hair. So have I. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've all encountered our fair share of hipsters with bad facial hair and even worse sleeve tattoos. Yes. Um, not that sleeve tattoos are bad it's just that the particular ones they had were of a substandard quality I would say Mm. says the authority on such things who hasn't got a single tattoo on his body no I know
1: your your theory is don't put stickers on a Ferrari isn't it well in my case definitely (laughs) Uh, yeah 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 I mean I wish the people that didn't know like know you could see you why (laughs) because it would like you know point out how how what? What makes that statement so brilliant? What the fact that
0: it's completely true. You think you're a Ferrari? Well, no, maybe more, more an Aston Martin. Uh, okay. Uh, you <laughs> know, because Ferrari is all about kind of like, whoa, hey, look at me. And I'm yeah. Like the, you know, I'm sort of more classy well, I'd, I'd, end, I'd you know. see
1: you more as a you know Austin Metro. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Do I need to go into why? Yes. Can't you just know the difference between a Ferrari and an Austin Metro?
0: Well, I would say there's several orders of magnitude of differences. Oh, yeah. Would you care there to you go.
1: elaborate even slightly? Not really. Why not? Because uh, we're moving on. Oh, no, fair enough. <laughs> we'll discuss this next week. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do. <laughs> we'll vote on Ferrari versus Austin Metro. Um, okay. Uh, Adam Mac Jarrett. Hi, Adam. If you could speak any language fluently, what would it be? Ooh. So we did actually cover this. We didn't cover. Well, I think we, the question, question was: anim- season, Would you rather talk to animals or speak a human. language, or was it every language? I think every human language. Okay, but we didn't actually say if you had to pick one language you could speak fluently, what what it would be. Mm. So, uh, well, I think the most useful, obviously aside like from
0: English, would be either Spanish or Mandarin. Okay. Those are uh, those are quite...
1: Spanish is spoken in a few places, isn't it? Yeah,
0: like, I mean, large bits of South America and yeah. Central America. Um, Spain, obviously. obviously. Um, French is useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's
1: Africa as well. Bits Lots. of Africa,
0: bits of Canada. Yeah. Um, Mandarin is extremely useful. Where do they speak Mandarin? Uh, China. Yeah, remind me mean, where else. Uh, well... I don't know I don't know if Mandarin is native to anywhere else but uh, because um, China is sort of an emerging economic powerhouse yeah. from a purely business point of view <laughs> yeah. it's actually a very very useful language
1: to know about. There's, uh, there's there's so many like languages like out of the ordinary like that we in the you know like um, there's one called pidgin I've heard of it yeah, yeah. That's in I think it's in uh, Papua New Guinea mm. it's one is one of the languages so it's like wow don't pick that one. Yeah. Because unless you're going to go Papua New Guinea, but I mean, I suppose, I suppose, a language that I like on a purely
0: onomatopoeic level. You can say German. No, no, oh, I. I like German. I like German, and I, I can do a little bit of conversational German, but okay. not very much at all. Well, no. we did a bit in remember you know, Oh yeah, yeah. I taught Jason how to order a sandwich and a coffee. Yeah, yeah. And he spent the entire queue for five minutes practising it <laughs> got to the front of the queue completely bottled it and just started waving his arms around and shouting in English yeah yeah until <laughs> they totally understood I mean to be fair the, the girl at the, at the counter thought this was hilarious because she'd seen me making a point of coaching him oh, and, yeah, yeah. and him completely ruining it um, but in, on an onomatopoeic on an level and in terms of like flow and cadence I love listening to Italian
1: no oh, right. yeah.
0: Because I I watch uh, Inspector Montalbano on the telly sometimes, yeah. And it's it's subtitled, okay. So you have to sort of read along with it, but uh, yeah, it's a very. It sounds very gregarious, even when they're saying oh, yeah. something fairly low key.
1: Yeah. I like it when I'm with Jan yeah. and someone rings him, like, yeah, one of his family or something, yeah. And he just starts going, "Hey, what the- how's it going to the- do? What going to do?" Yeah, movie, like, firing they? off a million words. Yeah, I'm just television. like, wow. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I you know, what's his name? Uh, <coughs> The guy who was the villain in No Country for Old Men, Uh, Javier... I'm not sure. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts now. Good. But he before that movie, have you seen that movie? I don't think I have, actually. Watch it, it's amazing. All right. Coen Brothers, mate. Uh, Javier Bardem, is that his name? Yeah, let's say yeah. Yeah, but (laughs) uh, he he didn't actually speak any English at all before doing that movie. Right. So he had to go into some really heavy coaching just to get yeah. himself up to spec to do it so the shoot and he said that he he knew he'd reached the turning point where he started having dreams in English
1: that's weird yeah and he's like okay i think i've got this now yeah there was another thing as well like you know when they say about when you're thinking mm. are you thinking in your voice well this is or you you know what i mean this is a philosophical question yeah but the other thing is when you're thinking do you need language to think oh well, yeah because i mean a lot of thought is conceptual anyway
0: yeah but i mean language is a very useful way of marshalling concepts and organising them.
1: Yeah, well, this is the thing. Sometimes, if I if I'm thinking words, (coughs) like then, yeah, I guess I do think in my voice, I suppose. No. Anyway, we've drifted off on a huge tangent. Tangent. Let's say Um, uh,
0: if I'm going to speak any language, I choose Italian.
1: Okay. That reason. Cool.
0: Because I like watching Montalbano, and I'd like to watch it without the subtitles one day. There you go.
1: Good answer. Um, Emily Walton, have um, either of us ever had any celebrity encounters? Uh,
0: I suppose we've kind of met people. We've mo- we we've both met musicians that we like, haven't we?
1: Yeah. Um, I met Bill Oddie once. You met, I met <laughs> that, Bill Oddie <laughs> once. I, for some reason, I imagine that being. A really uh, interesting encounter. Not, Did not, you chat with him? Not. As, I was. I was quite. Young. I was very young. I would have been about oh, eleven or twelve at the time. Oh, so okay. we didn't really
0: have anything sensible to talk about. No. Um, yeah, you know, he just seemed like a standard person. Okay. Really. It was. It was because you know, like you, they do these Christmas lectures at various colleges and whatnot. My, my folks took me along one time, and it was Bill Oddy, uh talking about how he got into ornithology. Okay. Yeah. And. Sort of interesting anecdotes about uh, badgers his... and stuff. No, because badgers are not birds. Yeah,
1: but he, you know he's he's on one of them nature programs, isn't
0: he? He is, but yeah, he was yeah. talking specifically about ornithology. <laughs> um, I once met uh, two of the guys from Anthrax at Calais ferry port. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite uh, that was quite fun. <laughs> Good. Um, You've met uh, Vinnie Paul and Chad Gray, and
1: I have. Who else? I've met Barry from EastEnders. Wow! Sean Williams. I never knew that. Yeah, he was doing a play at the uh, Churchill Theatre when I was working at office. Oh wow! And he was like giving out autographs and stuff outside and getting photos taken with him. Were people calling him Barry? Of course they were. (laughs) (laughs) Of course Uh, they were. Um, Yeah. Oh, and Warwick Davis as well. Same. Same reason. Was he he in the same play? No, no, it was a different play. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, saw him walking around near Greg's. Nice. There's you... lots of other dwarves. Right, okay. Did you get a chance yeah. to say hello? Or... Didn't say hello to him, but I did see him with his posse. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, Rob Halford liked a picture on Instagram a oh, long well, yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or, well,. Either Rob Halford or whoever manages runs Rob his runs his Instagram yeah. account. But
1: yeah, you're right. They, they Can did, we count that? I'll count that as a slight encounter. Yeah, well, it's it's nice, you know. It's nice yeah. to know
0: that in some very, very small tangential way we're kind of on his radar. Yeah. Incidentally, Matt LaBelle told me a while ago that we're actually kind of alluded to in a footnote in Chris Jericho's autobiography. You what? I'm serious, we are. In what way? Chris Jericho was in the band Fozzy, right? Do you remember years and years ago, we were going to do a gig down in Margate and Fozzy were going to headline it? I think so, This is a long time ago. Yeah. And then maybe about four weeks before the gig, um, we were told that we weren't going to do it because the promoter didn't want that many bands on the bill for some reason. Okay. Or or something something like that. Right. And... uh, Chris Jericho um, mentions this incident, actually, in a footnote in his book, apparently, about the gig. No, I
1: doubt he says our name. He, no, he,
0: d- he didn't name us specifically, no. but he, he mentioned the fact that like, a couple of bands got booted off the lower rungs of the bill. <laughs> and he mentioned the footnote. He felt really bad for those two bands. Because, oh, well, thank you, Chris Because the, the same thing happened to him, and yeah. uh, he was like, yeah, thought it was a bit unfair, basically. That's pretty so cool. So in some very small way, we...
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Y2J. Y2J. Cool. Um she also had another question which was if you could have any pet, um, including fantasy pets from movies or you know, literature, <laughs> what would you have? Ooh. Have you ever seen
0: the movie The Never Ending Story? Yes. you know that that fluffy dragon
1: guy. <laughs> you want him Hey, 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 little buddy. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you dude, like him? I can't remember his name but uh, uh, I can't remember his name either. Um, I remember he's in Family Guy as well. Oh, was Pete, he? Peter's riding on his back, but yeah. he's too heavy. <laughs> he's like, we're going down, and he's like, yeah, on his back, and he just like crashes into the floor. Yeah, yeah. So So would like him. Well, it'd be useful for getting about the place. He would, and yeah, you could make a make an entrance. I'd like or a, a swift type. exit. Oh, or yeah, in, yeah, and that. I'd I'd like a penguin. That'd be amazing. What kind of penguin? Well, if I had one here, the one from Wallace and Gromit. Oh, what's his name? Feathers, Feathers McGraw. McGraw. <laughs> yeah. No, he's evil. Yeah. Like he's it. an evil penguin. I'd like a nice wholesome penguin with mm. good family values. That such, doesn't rob things. Such as Pingu. Right, uh, yeah. Or a real penguin. You keep going for ones that are made of like Mm. <laughs> like, I saw something brilliant On YouTube the other day Incidentally
0: Yeah Yo The Thing By John Carpenter mm-hmm. It's The Thing uh, Reimagined as an episode Of Pingu <laughs> It's fucking brilliant
1: Sounds it Um, So I'm choosing a penguin And you're choosing A massive dragon Yeah I can't remember his name I'll look yeah. it up Look it up Alright well there you go Um Alright yeah Speaking of Matt Lebel um, As you call him Um he wants to know. Okay, first of all, he he doesn't want any discussion about this. He just wants us both to say a name at the same time. Okay. Um, so we which, count it on three, are we? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, the beat after three, right? Well, we will go three, two, one, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah The beat after three. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know which band member has the smelliest farts. All right, Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. Jason. Chasing. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's. I think it's because he he has this appalling habit of just eating so much crap. Really. Yeah, he does. And, yeah. he, and he's also, whenever like, he farts in a car when we're driving somewhere, he won't say anything. Yeah. You'll just suddenly smell something and you'll be like, Jason! Yeah. And he's just like, what? Like, what <laughs> and then he'll crack a window. but By that yeah. point, it's too late. Yeah. It's, he's a fucking arsehole. Is it, yeah, literally, li- he's like, a giant arsehole. Yeah, literally. And he has this,
0: it's this, he has this thing, like, when we drive anywhere, he buys these awful snacks. Yeah, he so does. does I think, it's like... Oh, those mini sausages, sausage rolls. He's deliberately... I think Scotch he deliberately eggs. does it to create... Those horrible like- <laughs> little Matterson snacks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those th- those little chicken things yeah. you get in a packet. He does it, He does it, I think, intentionally to create, like, a... Mischief. His own miasma in a car. <laughs> like, just to... Like, that's... That's the, the
0: name of today's
1: episode. Have I named an episode? I think you have, oh, cool. yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't uh, think I can improve on that. All right. Well, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, Jason, by far. Yeah. Easy, easy.
0: That one. See, Matt, I've got to ask Matt a question, though. Mm. Why ask questions when you already know the answer? Because <laughs> yeah, you yeah, spent enough you. time with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, you shed a tent with him. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we feel for you. Um, all right. Um, I, I, you'll, you'll probably enjoy this one. Carl Smith. Hey, Carl. Um, he wants to know top five sci-fi films. Ooh. This now this Ooh. are we doing this in any order because that could cause some oh yeah I won't I don't think I've got we haven't got enough time okay we won't do it order. in order
0: um, Blade Runner
1: okay number five that's that's definitely one right there it's coming in at number
0: four um, I'm gonna say it, Alien okay um, sci-fi horror sci-fi yeah, yeah, but it's exactly still counts. it's still a fantastic movie so I'm having it uh, yep
1: number three
0: Uh um, again might be regarded as a slightly controversial choice Jurassic Park okay it is by definition a science fiction yeah yeah, yeah. film
1: yeah fair enough and a bloody good one
0: and a bloody good one And um, number two number two Um Does Space Odyssey two thousand one Space Odyssey count? I'd say so. But there's is there any this is the thing, is there any real science in it though?
1: <laughs> well
0: yeah, you yeah, you could say that. I mean I suppose the, the Arthur C. Clarke novel would would was
1: mm-hmm. um, I think that a, definitely, you know, I, think that definitely I think that definitely counts. I think I don't know if the movie is so much I still think it counts, as you know. sci-fi. Mm.
0: Because it, 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 I mean, Basically it just got Kubricked.
1: It got oh, very yeah. violently
0: Kubrick, which is not necessarily, from a film point of view, it's not a bad film. I love that film. It. But, okay, we'll include that.
1: Okay, number one. Number one.
0: Um, I also quite like Dark Star, which, I don't know if you heard know that I'm one.
1: I'm not sure if I've seen that, no.
0: Dark Star is a very, very low-budget sci-fi comedy film, like extremely low-budget. Okay. But it was actually apparently it was the film that inspired Alien. Oh, okay. Because uh, a lot, a lot of the cinematography is the same. Yeah. Like Ridley Scott used a lot, you know, took a lot from that. Film. Yeah, yeah. And there is a sequence in which an alien is loose on the ship, and they're trying to find it. And a lot of the setup and a lot of the way that they mm. handle that sequence is is virtually identical to the way it's done in Alien.
1: Or the way, yeah. Well, actually, while we're on the topic, um, there is another question that involves these aliens. These exact aliens. These exact aliens? Yes. Okay. Um, Robert Honeyman. Hello, Robert Honeyman. (laughs) Um, He wanted to know which mercenary squad would you rather fight alongside against the highly infectious zombie apocalypse from uh, I Am Legend or against the adaptable and intelligent aliens from Alien, Ridley Scott. So who would you rather fight Fight against? against. I would have to say,
0: I think you'd have... More chance against the zombies than yeah. the aliens, by far. Yeah, I mean, for one thing, the zombies, as far as we are aware, have never made it into space. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. I think the fact that the aliens seem to have got around space quite prolifically, yeah, uh, automatically makes them tougher opponents. Tougher opponents. Yeah, but I mean, wasn't that sort of a theme that was sort of running throughout alien the alien franchise? Well, is that well, it sort of forces mankind to sort of reconsider its position at the top yeah. of the food chain oh yeah basically because fundament- uh, fundamentally in all the alien movies the aliens always win mm. basically Tough even if it's a even if it's a really sort of minor yeah. lyric victory yes, I mean even, even in Aliens you know I mean large I mean maybe this is largely down to the fact that Alien 3 was not such a good movie but have you, don't know if you've seen Alien 3 I don't think I've seen number 3 no okay you've seen Aliens I've
1: seen yeah yeah, one and two. One of the The good ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean with Alien Three, um Well, I can't say if it's good because I haven't seen the third one, but yeah. Basically,
0: you know the one of the Marines and the Kid survive at the end of Aliens. Yeah. They die right at the beginning of Alien oh, okay. Three.
1: <laughs> and it just <laughs> right. kind of makes
0: aliens yeah. completely pointless. Yeah,
1: a little bit redundant.
0: Yeah. Um I'll probably ruin that for you,
1: but it's know. it's not a great movie, to be no, honest. No.
0: And, you know, whereas I don't know whereas I kind of lost that. I trailed off. Sorry. Well, we've
1: got two food related questions coming next from the same person Mr. Rab. Hey, Rab. I can't say your second what, name. What Rab. was that noise? That was uh, me trying to say Rab's second name. McLean. McLennan. Yeah, is that it? McLennan. Yeah. Well, I thought it was. Well, I'm just going to say McLean. Rab, feel free to correct us if we've got that wrong. <laughs> I think McLennan is what you're asking. Okay, McLennan. There we go. Um, I'm a quick learner. Uh, he wants to know. First of all, I don't. Know, I don't really understand this. What's the true purpose of chili? Does it have a purpose? Well, it's it you it's to work. It's to spice
0: up your evening meals, <laughs> or even even your breakfast meals if you're so inclined. Oh my god! No, no way. I, I went. Well, when I was, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it. There have been times I've gone for a kebab for breakfast. Jesus! I don't. Really? Do, I can't do that anymore. Oh man! That... I'm, I'm 32. It would kill me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but a few, a few times when I was like you know, sort of in sick form and, mm. and, and all the rest of it oh, yeah when, when you're in your teens you can metabolise that level of saturated I suppose fat more so. Yeah. easily um, <coughs> still yeah not good no I suppose if, yeah I don't know if that's any fun I don't think anything has any fundamental purpose but See, what? Surely, I, what
1: I find quite striking is that you refuse to get tattooed but I'll happily <laughs> <eat the master laughs> but <breakfast> put that, <laughs> yeah yeah, but you know, the, the, the you, I mind putting stickers on a Ferrari, all about yeah, sh- shoving Kebab <laughs> standing up. The kebab doesn't stay around forever though. No. The You can all, you can get tattoos lasers
0: off? You can, but I mean if it's I mean you've got a fairly you've got quite a big sleeve. Yeah. I don't know if it's is it it's finished. Not finished it? It's not finished. It's not
1: finished. But I mean getting all of that removed would be Oh yeah
0: a bit of a mission
1: well this not. is but you choose wisely don't you well yeah you, quite and you also choose your breakfast wisely yeah <laughs> so the thing is I mean you know the fact that I did
0: this several times in my teens yeah. is not gonna necessarily hurt me so much
1: now no fair enough if I continue to do it now it would severely hurt me yeah I would agree let's not do that yeah um, don't eat kebabs for breakfast kids no it's a terrible idea yes listen Lesson. 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 Don't eat kebabs for breakfast. Discipline. Discipline. Um, and his second question was Pizza Go-Go or Domino's? Neither of them are my favourite. No, me neither. Well, there's a secret third answer, which is Bella Napoli. What's that? Oh, an amazing pizza place that Jan, a true Italian, ah. in, introduced me to. Ah, where is it? it we ended, it's in... Oh, oh, it's in... It's like near... Is it... Bromley Common somewhere, or Petswood, I think, or Downham, maybe. I can't remember. Wibbles. I haven't narrowed it down. <laughs> Look it up. It's three places. Look it up. And yeah? it's, uh, okay. we, we ended up having it two nights in a row because it was so good. Wow. Yeah. Is it nice big pizzas as well? It's not the size. It's the quality. Oh, okay. It's proper pizza. It's not like like Domino's. Yeah, fair enough. I have had a nice Domino's. I had a nice Domino's when I went to see Paul Perkins yeah, um, a few weekends ago, and it was actually the best Dominoes I've ever had. Domino's and pizza, uh, Dominoes and FIFA, even. Yeah, Domino's yeah. and FIFA. But, I mean, um, I think the thing—it's still greasy. Thing is, and though, when you order, when you get a pizza delivery, do you want quality or you just want a really huge blowout? Well, yeah, pizza? I suppose it depends. But like, I, I, I just felt much happier like putting the pizza I got from Bellanapoli in my Bellanapoli. body than. Uh, than a Domino's or a Pizza Gogo. For yeah, that, no? I mean,
0: when you're at ab- when you know, the, you know those are situations when you absolutely must have pizza. Yes. You know, every, I think everyone experiences that at oh, some yeah. point. Um, but um, in those situations, I think most of the time it's a case of any port in a storm,
1: really. <laughs> you know. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, well, if you were going to pick Domino's, yeah, yeah, I
0: yeah. think I'd go for yeah, that yeah. as well. Go-Go is um, substandard. It's okay, but you know, it's, it's unbearably greasy. Yeah. By the time you get to the fourth slice. Yeah, I know. You know. All right, um, Matt
1: LaBelle. Hey, Matt. Another question. Um, If uh, your guitar broke, what would you replace your legendary stage guitar with? Is it legendary? According to him, it is. Wow.
0: Well, I suppose that's partly because Matt actually sustained a head injury on it once. Oh, did he? This was actually the first time he ever came to see us play. Oh, okay. And it was <laughs> well, that's bad luck. Isn't yeah, it? it was the first time I ever met Matt, I think, as well. Oh, wow. It was at the Swan, right? And obviously, that's quite a confined, yeah, yeah, environment, as you know, to play a gig in. And it was sort of a bit of sort of group headbanging as you do. And yeah, yeah. Matt was kind of like really, yeah, really, really standing close together. And basically, I think he timed. A downward headbang as I was coming up with the guitar, Ouch. right on the point, so it got him right on the forehead and gave him a cut. Oh, man. Yeah, it's something he seems to sort of take an unusual amount of pride in the fact that that happened. Mm. Um, well,
1: you know, the little they're battle wounds, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I suppose. But um, yeah, that was uh, that guitar. If I had to play, replace it. I, you know, I've actually started looking at uh, guitars again. You know, yeah. new guitar, a new guitar. Because as much as I like that one, it is, it's not playing quite as well as it once was. Yeah, fair enough. And well, it's been through a lot. It's like been through a lot. Being headbutted by Matt. Yeah, and played a lot of good gigs with it, yeah. and recorded a couple of albums with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose it's... Uh, I suppose I just want to try something new, really.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So what would you change it for? There are three things I'm kind of looking
0: at now. So I'm looking at guitars by Chapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ibanez, yep, and Ltd. Okay, but there you go. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to elaborate too much because I think most people. This is going to be.
1: I could talk no about cares. this. Yeah, well, I could talk about, <laughs>
0: this is something I could happily rant and rave about for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. and
1: most people would not find it particularly yeah. interesting. And we've only got one hour, so yeah, quite. Um, all right, Doug Cousins. Hey, Doug. Um, he wants to know how much would. Can a woodchuck chuck chuck when the woodchuck is working at optimal chucking capacity?
0: Not maximum chucking capacity, optimal chucking capacity. Ah, okay. I don't know. (laughs) Because that's a, well... This is actually, um... He's blindsided me here a little bit, because the standard formulation of the question is, you know, if the woodchuck could chuck wood. yes. And Doug's question presupposes that it can. Okay. So he's kind of, like, gone a stage beyond here. Yeah. And I'm really flummoxed by this. <laughs> well done, Doug. Well you've, done. You've you've tongue-tied me, bamboozled. Yeah. Indeed. Um, question. I have to ask a question.
1: Okay. What in the blue hell is a woodchuck? I've never figured this out. No. Maybe we should research and...
0: I've got, you know, a feeling it's,
1: I've got a feeling it's a bird of some kind. It probably sounds like one, yeah. And if it's a bird,
0: I don't imagine it can chuck very much wood at all. Maybe right. little twigs and whatnot.
1: Yeah. But uh <laughs> look at the head moving you did then. Well, you know, just <laughs> put it, put, for the avoidance of doubt. That's what yeah. I'm that's what a bird chucking <laughs> looks like. Oh, that would be a good gif. Like <laughs> just you doing the the, the woodchuck movement. Uh, well. Like that.
0: When this when this becomes uh, a webcam show, oh, yeah maybe
1: Well you know. Maybe We'll see. We'll look into that. No, let's not. Uh, but people I want people I want people to see the Ferrari. No. Nah. No the Aston Martin. Alright, oh, the Aston Martin. Yeah. Or the uh Austin Metro. Obviously anyway. Not. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so right. what are you then? <laughs> oh, no, let's leave me out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he also wants to know, when life gives you lemons, should you make lemonade, lemon meringue, lemon cheesecake, or lemon posset? Lemonade's my favourite out of that. Yeah. Did he say lemon cheesecake? He did. I don't like cheesecake, you know. You alright? No. no. Pe- pe- I'm surprised, actually, by your response, because people usually start yelling at me when I say that. Oh well, no, fair enough. I can understand why people wouldn't like cheesecake, but I happen to think it's marvellous. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, he didn't... He hasn't said lemon sorbet, though. Oh, that would... Oh yeah, lemon sorbet. Lemon sorbet no, is nice Really refreshing... Yeah, yeah. So if just, life gives you lemons, what do you do? Make sorbet. There you go. Um, he also wants to know, what is more expensively renowned, tea or coffee, and why? Expensively renowned? Yeah. You, 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 you know, you work out what he means. Oh, uh, well, okay. Well, I would...
0: That there are more coffee drinkers in the world than tea. Would you drinkers? lemon posit? Oh, hey, very good. <laughs> very good. But do you know what I mean? I think. I think there's do you, more tea drinkers? No, I think there's probably more coffee drinkers. Because mm. they don't drink tea everywhere. Whereas, as from what I can tell, coffee seems to be drunk pretty much everywhere.
1: Okay, maybe.
0: Well, not, not everywhere, but more uh, places. Um, uh, but you can spend an appalling amount of money on, on tea if you want to, though. Yeah. You know, with all these fine twinings, brews. Yeah, and, uh, what was the
1: nice one we had in our in tea tasting test? Tea challenge. What was the brand? Yeah, it was a... T- it was a um, Wittard. Wittard. Yeah, yeah fantastic yeah, yeah. tea. Oh, yeah, you can get
0: those Wittard Christmas hampers. Oh, really? Yeah, with all the expensive So there you and go, and listeners. And
1: if anyone's wondering what to buy Andrew for Christmas or his birthday, or it's already happened, Yeah. Uh, Christmas, then uh, a Wittard's uh, tea set, please. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, gift wrapped. Thank you. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um... um yeah I, th- yeah, I think I think well, I thought tea was more expensive. Probably is. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um I I wanna do Scott's question next and you've got that on your phone, so oh, you need to get that. Yeah. But also I just wanna say quickly, George Grimwood, again, thank you for your questions. Um I'm just gonna count them. <laughs> uh one, two, <coughs> three, four, five, six, 7, 8. So George has got 8 <coughs> questions and I think <coughs> as long as George doesn't mind I might leave them till next week just so we can get through some of the others. But um, yeah, we'll do a whole section again for you George. Um, okay, Scott. Scott, no middle name, Willis. Hi Scott. Okay, it's a long one. A guy meets a girl. They are perfect for each... For, uh, they are perfect for each other totally in sync in all aspects neither has been more happier they move in together and after 2 years of not a single argument other than i love you more no no love no i love you more um they try they decide to try for kids sadly one of them finds out doesn't matter who they are unable to breed they are sad but true to form neither blames the other and they move on it becomes a non issue and they are happy they are happy as ever um first they start fostering kids, then they adopt two beautiful twin girls. Their life couldn't be any more amazing. One year later, for some contrived reason, they discover that she was raised by adoptive parents and was never told. Not three months later he discovered the exact same thing has happened to him. They love this, it's something else they share, and also gives them a deeper connection to their daughters. On further investigation though, they find out that they're actually brother and sister. Um, he says end this story they love each other they can't procreate they're in a long term stable relationship and they are the world to two little girls but their love is an abomination in the eyes of the lord so he wants you to end the story end the story? (laughs) yeah I don't know if I can end the story well I suppose it's kind of you know would you see it as okay for them to carry on seeing as they can't procreate anyway, they're not going to have any children. This is a moral question, really, isn't it? I suppose so,
0: yeah. And the question is, really, where do your moral intuitions lie? This kind of question, actually, can be quite instructive in in number ways. So let's sort of break, break it down. Okay. So, you know, I think the first thing is the fact that they have two adopted kids. Yeah. I don't know if that's... Is that sort of something which is... Did it, is, does the fact that they, your brother and sister, make them any less suitable as, as parents yeah. uh, as, or as role models? Well, keep it in say. mind,
1: to this point, they, they didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, what I'm know. saying is,
0: are, are people, is it, I don't know, is it legally possible for people who are, who are in some sort of platonic relationship mm. um, able good, to legally adopt?
1: It's a good point. is, that, the is other, that not allowed? The other thing I would raise is, would finding out their brother and sister change how they acted towards each other yes. and therefore not well this being... actually this actually happened, well, something similar to this happened in
0: real life really yeah I remember hearing about it on the radio mm. and I think in the end they actually decided to keep the relationship going okay it, they, it came to light when they tried to get married alright and they had that's <laughs> a nasty dealt, surprise dealt, dealt into their genealogies <laughs> yeah and like ah got some bad news darling Mm. sort of a thing so then the question really is they can't procreate so they're not going to produce an inbreed child no Uh, so yeah the real question then fundamentally comes down to the sex doesn't it (laughs) well I guess so yeah because I mean like they can say okay well I mean on the one hand they could say
1: they've already by this point they've surely already had sex a hundred times yeah so, I mean, would the fact that they now know their brother and sister mean, like, well, we've got to stop doing that, or is it kind of, well, we've done it already, we can't have kids, so what does it matter? Well,
0: that's, that's the question, then. Is, is,
1: is, the sort of,
0: is the taboo over incest mm. more to do with the relationship between the two people or the possibility of procreation? Well, right? yeah. And the answer to that, really, I think, will also give you the answer to whether... It's okay for them to stay together in this situation.
1: Yeah. Do we have the answer to that, though?
0: Um, is there one answer?
1: Is there, is Probably there a, not. A <laughs> I've got to say, good question, Scott. It's making us think. This yeah, is. yeah. A little bit too much. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, what, what do you think? Do you think it's... Is it more an issue that they're related... I'm or, kind of thinking.
1: Well, it's kind of it would be. It they would, could in other yeah, circumstances
0: yeah. procreate.
1: No, I get. I get all that. I just mean what I think is by this point they've already the sex thing. It doesn't really matter now. They've already had sex. They can't have kids. They've got two adopted kids that obviously, as he said, they are his. They are very important to them. Mm. So would it not be worse to like go? No, you. We can't be together. You're going to break up. The, you're going to ruin these two kids' life. they've just been adopted keep in mind yeah so imagine being adopted and then going okay we're splitting up now we are never seeing each other again and you're fucked could they continue could the, could the two of them continue in a platonic relationship though I, I suppose is that possi- they, couldn't they is just that possible? keep it a secret that they were brother and sister and just carry on um, oh, I suppose they could because I I'd, because um, I'd, I'd, then you know you know ignorance is bliss
0: yeah I suppose that's possible Um yeah, but you know, would they feel comfortable having sex anymore?
1: Well, this is what I was bringing up would, earlier. Would, would they be able to actually do it now, knowing yeah. the terrible truth? That's the thing. I have no idea. No. I'd, 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 but you'd be like, <laughs> if if it was a problem, you'd be kind of like, no, they don't make water hot enough <laughs> to wash off the shame. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but like by this point, it's too late. I think we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> Good question though. Yes. Um right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Charlotte's question. Hello Charlotte. Charlotte Lawson Lawson. First uh Yes, first question. I'm she sorry. started she messaged me saying she was really behind with the, with all the podcasts, but she's just started listening. She's all the way in Australia. Ah, welcome in, aboard. Yeah, welcome aboard. And um in Perth, I believe. Um yeah. Uh her she has a request um which I'll get to after her question, but her question. Is um, what would you do in the event of a shark attack? Basically, so you're swimming in the ocean and all of a sudden she did actually when she sent me the question. Did the she did all that on the in the text? So that's a lot of effort to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, like she's yeah. 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 Um, what would I do? Mm. Um, you See a shark
0: coming at you? Well, I'd probably scream very high
1: pitched scream. Yeah. And then attempt to get away from the shark with all haste. Mm, what if it was like right there? Would you kick it in the nose and call it? A- I'd, prob- well, <laughs> I'd probably get eaten, wouldn't I? Really? Well, that's what would, probably how would, what I'd do. How would you? How would, how you would you I attempt to that? prevent this? Yeah,
0: I'm told that um, you
1: I've, I've heard somewhere that keep in mind she wanted this advice because she said this might happen to her. In She's in Australia, Australia, and she was like, "This might save her life one day." So don't it's, give. It's, it's probably
0: know, worth asking. To be honest, I mean, I'm, having never been anywhere where shark attacks are even remotely likely. Yeah. I think it's, I'm not really an authority on this. No, but you know. But I have heard, apparently the best thing is to go for the eyes or the gills. (laughs) Okay. The reason being is because those are obviously very sensitive areas on the shark's body. And one other thing is that it's often supposed that sharks are sort of natural predators, but apparently they're more scavengers than predators. So is it better to look lively? so that they know you're alive well the fact that you're on the surface makes you audible it, well instinctively that may that's the shark thinks instinctively that you're a dead fish because you're floating yeah, on the surface yeah.
1: you see or mm. um, a dying tree <laughs> or a dying tree quiet um, then again actually would, you'd be fine because you'd be would, floating there and it would just be like oh it's just some shrubbery of, <laughs> and a a wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a bit of wood floating <laughs> I'm of, not going near that I'll get a splinter a bit of flotsam and jetsam <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so basically you're telling Charlotte, if if a shark comes up, jab it in the fucking eye piece. I mean, I've heard elsewhere, elsewhere I've heard, heard the nose is a good one to go yeah. for as well. Smack. I've also heard that you can kill a shark by pulling its tail. Really? Because the, apparently then the water rushes into its gills or some shit. I don't know if that's true, but huh. the problem there is, you, how are you going to get to the back of the shark quick enough? And how do you, if you're swimming, how do you get any traction? <laughs> exactly. Well, so yeah, Charlotte basically because the punch. shark can outswim you yeah. quite quite easily headbutt it in the snout call it a cunt punch it in the eye mm. and um, yeah or tell it to stop because you have a riddle yeah 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 yeah. do that stop <laughs> I have a riddle <laughs> oh go on yeah um, or work. no if it's an Australian shark so I mean, be go on mate yeah no that won't work um,
0: I don't know but as I said I'm not a shark expert what you want
1: to do Charlotte is and the fact and... is if you
0: pay attention to my advice it probably increases your chances of getting eaten so
1: <laughs> yeah just ignore him probably ignore everything I've um, just said Is probably she's also requested that I do my Chewbacca impression go on then I'm going to ok I haven't done it in a while so <laughs> I don't want you to look at me while I do it you're going to stare at me ok <laughs> I'm going to try <sighs> pretty good cheers man that's pretty good that was for charlotte um yeah i miss you charlotte i hope you're having a wonderful time um yeah george grimwood i'm gonna we're gonna do yours next week because like there's a lot actually tell you what we'll do one of yours now just so you haven't been yeah why what one of his questions um why are the birds and the bees used to describe um to children where babies come from that's a very good question i've never considered that I'm not sure either. I just always assumed it was because they're because it's nature. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That 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 was my assumption. thing. Is that I was never taught the birds and the bees that way. I don't remember What well, about the stork.
0: Well, I kind of got the stork thing from cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the way I was sorting in <laughs> cartoons. I love
1: the family stuff. guy with the stork. You mm. know, he flies in through the window. Have you seen it? He comes in through Ooh, the window yeah. with like the uh, a little um, sheet. And he's like, oh, she, the woman's like, oh, you brought my baby. And he undoes the sheet and there's like a, um, there's like a a coloured bulb. And he puts it in the uh, light, in the lampshade. So the room goes all like red and he goes, where's my baby? And then he's like, sweetie, you were not going to make the baby. And he starts walking towards her and this music comes on. Yeah, sorry. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, birds and the bees. Yeah, so it's it's difficult for me to wrap my head around that. Because because bees have stingers, which is supposed to, you know,
0: like meant to be a penis. That really, <laughs> that to me suggests that whoever made it up, if that's true, has a really interesting, by which I mean completely warped view on sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is true. <laughs> yeah, you know, your penis is not a weapon.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Angie's quote in the day. Your penis is not a weapon. Mm, and yeah. it shouldn't be considered as such. No, no, no. <laughs> so we don't we don't really know the answer to that one I, I don't think um yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because you know maybe it was just one of those
0: situations where like the very first time it happened, the parent or adult involved was struggling to kind of think of the best way to yeah explain the concept and just started looking around the room frantically, trying to think of, yeah. and, and there was like a painting of a bird. On the wall, and there was a bee buzzing around. Oh, and they just went. Birds birds and bees, there you go. Go to bed. Yeah, go to bed.
1: I mean, if it was this room, I mean, yeah, Heisenberg (laughs) and Anfield. (laughs) Oh, you know, the. the, Yeah, Heisenberg and the Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heisenberg goes to Anfield. Yeah, there you go. Um, (laughs) That's where they
0: get the babies from.
1: Yeah. Alright so yeah but George I'll get to your questions next week the rest of them there was another seven so we want to get some other people's in but thank you keep them coming um, James Chambers Hey James he uh, wants to know what would a world without bread be like just bread or well all dough products we did <laughs> this did come up on the they like started having But I also want to say it also um, prompted a, another like spree of puns
0: yeah I saw that
1: yeah I like I like it when our um, podcast invokes um, a pun test. That's a very interactive podcast. Exactly, yeah, Yeah. bringing people together. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you have to then wonder about civilization as we know it would exist because it's a staple diet
1: for this is true. So in so many cultures, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, Yeah, it would be fucking shit. Basically, what would people eat if they didn't eat bread? I have no idea. Maybe we'd start using, like, I don't know, we'd have to use something else in a, in its place. And I, the only thing I could Brains, think of is, like...
0: vegetables, fruits, pulses. Yeah, maybe, like,
1: potato skins would become, like, bread. Maybe. And we'd be putting things in between potato could skins. Can you imagine making a sandwich out of potato skins? Though? No. Well, no, because I can't imagine it, because I've got bread. If I didn't have bread... I well, I mean, I think it would be dreadful. Emma, Emma um, James's other half, pointed out that if there was a world without bread, we wouldn't know anyway because, you know, that's true. We, we wouldn't miss it kind of thing. But I think, I think maybe what he was getting at was, like, maybe societies would have developed in an entirely different way. Maybe. Or maybe he just wanted us to say it would be shit, and we love bread. I like bread. Think of the little <laughs> things you wouldn't have without bread. You wouldn't um, have... Right, toast toast that's That's wraps which was a thing that Matt pointed out he couldn't live without no burritos no burritos ever again no Uh, fried bread yeah eggy bread bread. yeah 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 Um, egg and soldiers oh shit you know what I mean french toast fuck baguettes (laughs) oh no I love baguettes croissants mate stop (laughs) just actually it's getting worse Uh, muffins muffins yeah Uh, bagels
0: yeah subs crumpets crumpets fuck me uh, pizza no pizza
1: no pizza oh my god you're right no alright we've got to stop again. we got to stop is this horrible. now there'd be no pizza go go or domino's question it would be what's po- your favourite kind of potato potatoes. skin
0: <laughs> potato <laughs> skin cheese
1: and tomato surprise yeah. is your favourite oh god alright um, so I think we should do the film thing now and we'll save the rest yeah ah, this is weird happy point. with that viewers listeners listeners, listeners. <laughs> yeah. shit yeah, right. I really do want this to be on TV or on a webcast. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This is weird. this bit goes into right. the special film. I know, we've definitely. left it quite late. But um, anyway, maybe we'll just leave your oh, shitty well, joke out this week. Oh whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. All right, anyway, let's do this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're running. We're that's, running on that's time. That's English for Stop a Horse. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well,
0: yeah, I've got, do some, I've got to do some intro music for the film thing. Yeah,
1: so... Hit the music. Yeah. Okay. I Am Legend versus 28 Days Later. Are we Are going to do the poll results now? All right. We're going to do the poll results. So you count them. I'll read the names. You count them. So for 28 oh, Days wait, Later... So you haven't, you haven't actually totaled them up yet? I'm doing it on the show. It's oh, more fun. God almighty. And it builds the suspense, alright? So but, for 28 Days Later, we have Charlotte Lawson, mm-hmm. James Chambers, Emily Walton, George Grimwood, Carl Smith, Rob McClellan. McClellan? Yeah. Erin uh, Gilbrook, Scott, no middle name, Jamie Nash, Julian Dredd Bennett, and Tom Silas. What you got? And me. And you, okay. And. No. And. No. Yes. No! Yes. I'm it's sorry. only the votes Matt, that are on the. No, bollocks. Alright, if you're doing this, then I'm doing it the same then. Matt Rood. Okay. Because Matt
0: Ruth Matt <laughs> I saw him the other day And he said he would have liked to vote very
1: much But was told he wasn't allowed Okay, bullshit Matt I was there because I came to see you on your birthday And I said to him I just didn't want him to vote Didn't you say he couldn't you, you threatened to staple his beard to a desk I did not You did <laughs> You're making
0: shit up no. now No, no, no this oh, is vote fine. You can have Matt's vote. This, so is, this isn't a
1: democracy. What, is how, a many, how many votes have you got, including mine and yeah. Matt's about yeah. Dan's as well? How oh, the fuck? Fine, Dan just fine, fine and Dan's. Dan's 14, 14. 14. 14 right.
0: Excellent votes.
1: All right, I am Legend. Get all right. You count again. Okay. Paul Perkins. Yep. My mum. Yep. Chris Gillen. Yep. Josie mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Katie Golding. Mhm. Doug Cousins. Mhm. George Venables. Mhm. Matt Raven. mm Mhm. Rob Honeyman, Yep. Rena, Yep. Nancy, me, and if we're doing the same thing you've done, how many have I got? Twelve. You got twelve so far. I also had Paul and Sarah from work, so that's 14, fourteen, isn't it? So, even Stevens. I think that's it. Even Stevens. It's actually so it's t- higher. It's down to this
0: amazing debate that we're about to <laughs> have.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would you like to start? What was your favourite of the two? <laughs> well, I voted for I Am Legend, of course. Yeah, Because okay. it is a far superior film. What makes you say that, then? All right, first of all, uh, let's go with Will Smith. Okay, He's yeah. a better actor than probably all the actors in 28 Days Later combined. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Yep, yeah, his performance was incredible. Emotionally, yeah. you know, provoking, Yeah. provocative, whatever. Um, also... If there was a film, if it came down to if I I could watch either of these films again, which one I would watch, I would definitely choose I Am Legend. The whole experience of the film was a lot more enjoyable and tense and timed a lot better as well. Because 28 days later, it seemed to, you had about 10 minutes at the start where it was like, what's going on? Which was the part of it I was enjoying. And then it was just, it was just there in your face. There was just zombies everywhere and like, like, that was it. There was no bit, there was no suspense. There was, it was just, oh, there. I know, no, I disagree oh, with that. Well, I disagree with that entirely. Oh, of course, you do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we'll get into um, that in a minute.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Um, the CGI?
0: Right. You thought the CGI was good. A, a boon, did you? I don't know what that means. A good thing.
1: Well, yeah. Of course, it was. Yeah. So, uh, and, oh, yeah, the dog. <laughs> Sam, Samantha the dog. Samantha. Yeah. See, uh, you can't you can't beat things up. Like musically as well. The the soundtrack, like the 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 whole the whole premise of the film is you know that whole of a deserted place. So there's not really meant to be that much music. It's to set the scene, to set the mood, and all, the only music you get is the music really that Will Smith actually plays on his iPod. Which is Bob Marley, which there's is also there is awesome.
0: a bit of incidental music during the yeah, action sequence. But
1: up until yeah, up until yeah. that point, it's all very you know bleak and quiet and desolate, which kind of sets the scene a lot better. I think I think I think right. Yeah, yeah. Why well, you disagree with that too? Too do you? Yes. Why? Why? Because yeah. fucking twenty-eight days later has got some random pop songs in it, like all the way through. No, I'm thinking, of the, I'm thinking of the background music during the... I mean, look, I'm just going to sort of start. Oh, yeah, you're just going to start talking. I'm just
0: going to start now. Yeah, cool. Stop me if you can. Um, I think 28 Days Later is a vastly superior movie, and anyone who disagrees is wrong, basically. <laughs> that's not
1: an argument. Carry no,
0: that's, my, that's what I'm going to argue now. Mm. And the reason I say this is... Well, let me tell you... Well, I'll talk about Iron Legend first. The thing with I Am Legend is, and you made the point about Will Smith's performance, and I don't disagree with it. He actually was fantastic in that movie, Mm -hmm. you know, so no issue there as far as I'm concerned. The problems with I Am Legend are thus, well, in relation to 28 Days Later, I would say, are thus. Firstly, I think 28 Days Later did a far more convincing job of portraying a deserted city. All right. and I say that because 28 Days Later did it entirely on location I think you're wrong no, no. I think you're wrong. they did it entirely on location and with practical effects <coughs> mm. which yeah. to me is also
1: to there's me a scene is on a, a motorway that's completely empty yeah yeah you, you, that's like, that would be a load of shit, why, that would load of the, shit? Why, why would there be why would the motorway be completely empty at any point regardless of if there was like a even if there well, wasn't something only,
0: only the bits of the motorway you see Bear in mind, you don't see the entire motorway journey. So your mind, and they come to that point where there's the truck blocking the road, isn't there? You yeah. go around it, you know. The thing is, you have to bear in mind the way 28 Days made, Later was made, was made on an absolute tiny budget compared to Iron Legend. Yeah. I mean, Iron Legend, I think, had a budget of something like 150 million. Um, 28 Days Later had a budget of five million. Now, $5 sounds like a lot of money, because it is. Mm. But when you're making a movie, that's an extremely tight budget. And the fact that they were able to do what they did with that, I think, is extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm a strong advocate for the fact that you can make a lot of very interesting art, or a lot of art becomes very interesting by virtue of the limitations that are placed on it by necessity. Okay. You know? So, like, the trouble with I Am Legend is they had, you know essentially, limitless means with which to make the movie. And in so doing, it actually made the movie, to me, less immersive and less convincing. Because when they show you that ruined version of Times Square, yeah. you can see it's so much CGI and movie magic straight away. It just doesn't look authentic. It's too glossy. Yeah, but you can't, you can't slate a film for using their budget. No, I, what I'm saying, it's not, the issue is not so much using the budget, it's more the fact that the way that they used it and the means by which they tried to create the world that the movie is set in are means which I think are contrary to the narrative, basically. This is the problem. There's a dissonance between the extremely glossy, high-end CGI and the fact that we're expected to believe that this is a deserted and desolate place. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. that's where 28 Days Later triumphs in that respect because they had absolutely no money to do any such thing like that at all so the way around it that they did was they just filmed all the deserted city shots ridiculously early in the morning yeah, as
1: the sun was I'm coming so, up yeah, Okay, I re- that I'll to agree me is that. extremely yeah, okay. that was much more impressive to I'll me. agree with that but you can't take away from the fact that there is some awful acting in that film that's yes but that's a, se- that's a separate issue yeah, that's a separate quite issue. an important one I'd say okay <laughs> like I can't I can't take a film seriously when there's people that clearly I mean have got into this film somehow and well, again can, when you've not got the budget you know
0: that's you're, not, you're an, not, excuse up, that's not, not an excuse that's not an excuse well they managed to get Killian Murphy yeah but he so was how, was he this is back in 2004 how well known was Killian Murphy I think well known enough this was before he did Batman Begins, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, been, he'd, been in other, so he'd still
1: been in some other things. And yeah. this is the thing, who are these other people? Yeah, not A-list, though, is he? I mean, even now well, he's not A-list, really. I'd say he's A-list now. Is he? Well, Peaky Blinders, mate. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. Okay. I think all the actors in that. Yeah. He's in there with Sam Neil, Tom True. Hardy. True,
0: fair enough. But, but um, you know, I mean, yes. I mean, I think the most obvious culprit is the taxi driver's daughter,
1: I was, she had an absolute shocker didn't yeah she, she did
0: in, in terms of performance and I can't disagree with that Naomi Harris is very good
1: which one is that? she's the woman <laughs> the woman yeah. that's another point that stupid fucking bit when they meet and she's going oh you think this is she even says at one point something like oh you think we're just going to meet like be best friends and then fall in love and then at the end and, save the, world. and, and save the world and at the end they're like kissing it's like so yeah, yeah okay, that, that is exactly what's happened
0: Yeah, but I don't think that necessarily derails the movie as a whole. And I also thought was was the I think the Taxi Driver was Br- Brendan Gleeson, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. I think it was Brendan Gleeson, and I thought it's just so
1: obvious. And I thought he had
0: a he, he was fantastic in it as well. Yeah, he was. I think he was an extremely relatable character. In fact, probably the most relatable character in the entire movie, because out of all of them, he was the only one who really had a backstory of any kind. I think. Mm. You know, I just think it got ridiculous no not at all and um, I suppose one I think the next point I would make is comparing the two films side by side thematically 28 Days Later is far more consistent thematically and tonally than I Am Legend was I wouldn't say tonally
1: Uh, I would I
0: mean there are moments of levity in 28 Days Later which (laughs) I think you've got to have otherwise the thing would be borderline unwatchable to be there was,
1: this, there was that in I Am Legend as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. But, but the thing, I think thematically at least, let's say, there's a greater deal of consistency because I Am Legend starts off and I think this is where it is up to the point it stops being this kind of movie. It is absolutely brilliant. Mm. It starts off as sort of an existential character study of a yeah. single character.
1: Yeah, but you say like it
0: stops. It, this is the problem. It, it decides, it gives up on that that (coughs) angle at an absolutely key point in the story and the movie then kind of veers spectacularly off course immediately after None of
1: this stopped me enjoying the rest of the film. This is the thing. For some reason... Well, yeah, that's that's fine. You're
0: entitled to enjoy films as much or as little as you like. But, I mean, I'm saying, you know, this is, for me, makes the film far more difficult to take seriously because, you know, up to the point where he's sort of one dude on his own... And you get little bits of his backstory through those flashbacks and all the rest of it. And what I found interesting about Will Smith's character in this is the fact that he's only able to sort of maintain his grasp on his sanity, if anything else. He's only able to function because he's given himself a purpose, which he sticks to almost religiously. Yeah. You know, and that makes him an interesting character to me.
1: Okay. That doesn't stop either.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't think they take it to its logical conclusion, and they had a perfect opportunity to do it. Because up until the point where the woman and her son turn up and rescue him out of the car, up to that point, I think the movie is absolutely fantastic.
1: So what's wrong with what happened next?
0: The problem is that as a tonal shift and as a thematic shift, it's too jarring for me to take to accept, basically, because beyond that point, you don't get this sort of existential character study anymore. What you get is, and, and they even had an opportunity to really follow through with that as well, because there's that sequence when they're in his apartment and they're talking about she's talking about uh, <coughs> escaping and going to the sanctuary wherever it is with mm-hmm. the other survivors, and um, and she's saying there are you know, there are other survivors and whatnot, and Will Smith. Says, I'm not leaving. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, because and... he's got a, because it's that whole point where he said to his wife, "This is ground zero. Exactly. I'm not leaving until this is done." Exactly, exactly. And if you've been stuck somewhere on your own for that long, and then someone comes along and says, "Oh, it's time. Look, come on, there's somewhere else we can go," you yeah. are going to be sceptical. And... Exactly. But this is the point, and I
0: and I, I think the movie spectacularly missed the trick there. They could have really done something interesting. Or what should that. they
1: have done? Huh? What should they have done, Mr. Director? <laughs> What
0: I think they could have explored more was the fact that he was now... The only way he could possibly function was in this time and in this place. Yeah. If they'd taken him out of there and put him in with other people, he would not have been able to function properly. Right. And they kind of hint at this, but they never follow through with it. And that's really frustrating for me, because that really could have made that almost perfect movie. This is another thing which really, really it does one thing in this sequence as well, which really annoys me when movies do this. When the kid's watching Shrek in his apartment. Yeah. And it's a great scene. It's a great scene. It's the scene where Donkey's having a go for Shrek because he's always pushing other people away. No, I mean it's a great
1: scene in I'm Legend. Yeah, yeah. It is
0: a great scene until you know, because obviously the point is it's meant to be it's meant to parallel the story in I'm Legend. know, it's meant to be a parallel thing, you know. Which is a fairly obvious thing. But it does the sort of Route One Hollywood thing where it gets Will Smith to then start quoting bits of Shrek. Just like that. Because it basically makes the assumption that the audience is too stupid to pick up on the fact that these two narratives are meant to mirror each other. I don't think that at all. Yes, that's exactly what's going on, and it really annoys me when, How films, is that what's going on? when films assume that you're too dense to pick up on these things. That's
1: not what I took from it, it at all. Really? No. I just took that he's trying to like, like, because obviously when they both turn up, yeah. and he's been all aggressive, that's the first time he sees them. Is, is, it after, is it after they have the breakfast and he's been aggressive? I think it might be then, <coughs> after that. It's so he's to, the same time. Yeah, so he's trying to like, just show <coughs> that he has got a softer side and he's more approachable. Like, and he's trying to take back what he did before, which was be aggressive and like, standoffish. And but, yeah, that's fine, but my point is, they could have done that and far more effectively if they'd followed the
0: old adage of show don't tell which is a very effective way of telling a story the fact that they got will smith's character to start s- quoting that p- sort of the film at length yeah is essentially sort of spoon-feeding that point to the audience when they should already I didn't if you're already that. if you're able to direct it competently they should be able Oh to play. <laughs> seriously <laughs> you saying the director's should? incompetent no because i think that i think they did do it fine yeah. up until the point he starts quoting it and you know the audience should already have made that connection and the fact that you can make that connection without having it spoon fed to you makes it far more profound it makes a much deeper impact so how would you it. I wouldn't have had him. I wouldn't have had Will Smith say anything during that scene I would have just let it play out with the Shrek thing playing in the background
1: Right, that would have worked <laughs> far better
0: But could you not
1: get both points, though? Do you not get that that there's the narrative there, but he's also got this point to make to these two people that he's not some monster. Mm. Well, I think the fact fact that it's a a children's film that he's apparently much enamoured of. Yeah, but you only know
0: that because he's quoting it if he just stood there and looked he, at it he didn't well okay but he doesn't even have to quote it I mean he could just say he could have made some comment along the line like, <laughs> I like this film I love this movie or something like that but, <laughs> yeah, he,
1: but, that's but not even to a kid but even it's much more endearing even, okay, for someone but, to but what actually if,
0: but what if the kid had made, made a comment like this is the only movie you had that would have made right. the
1: same point far clearer but why would that be the only movie he had whatever I'm just spitballing here we need to wrap this up soon because we're going oh, way wait. over time well, well, and let, we need we'll, your joke we'll edit bits in and out whatever. Right, but you're going to edit all the bits out where I am talking all the bits where you're wrong you if mean, you, no ahead. the bits where I'm talking okay. and making a valid point the final point I would make on I Am Legend okay, is this point. the way it
0: ends is spectacularly bad yeah but there's two endings both of them are spectacularly bad I wouldn't say that because this is the thing, it starts <laughs> off with him being this, this sort of hard-nosed, scientific-minded geezer. Yeah. You know? And, you know, quite apart from the fact that he's angrily rejected the possibility of there being anyone else in the world, apart yeah. from him and the other two survivors, you know, it's as if he needs that to be true in order to keep going. Yeah. Suddenly he gives it up in the space of about, in, on the screen, in terms of screen time, maybe about half an hour or less than that, he gives it up as an idea. In what sense? Well, he suddenly seems, you know, by the end of it, between having that angry rant at the woman about how there's no one left in the world. Yeah. Let's say we're going with the director's cut version, which is the one where he. Escapes yeah, but no, with them. this is
1: the thing. When is it that last scene? Yeah. And he's like cornered. Yeah. It is the only option he's got.
0: He's
1: yeah. got like so. It's not but necessarily he, he, abandoning his plan. It's just he has no choice at that yeah. point. He's either going to die, or. He's got to do. He's got to do Why something. I
0: prefer the version where he kills him. Well, doesn't I even, prefer that version because that that still doesn't.
1: Is, that, to me, that still isn't him abandoning his plan. It's just it's all he can but
0: do. It is if you accept the director's cut version, which is the version where he escapes with them. Yeah, well, no, not necessarily. But either, that either. way, both both endings have their problems. Because the first thing is they suddenly, out of nowhere, in order to kind of give it a convincing resolution at the end. They suddenly smuggle in this sort of divine intervention bit. What?
1: The bit with the... The, the bit with the butterfly. Yeah. What about it? The fact. How that... does that have divine intervention?
0: Because in a previous scene, when the woman's talking to him, she mentions it's all part of God's plan or something like that, or God planned for us to escape and be here and all the rest of it. And he says, "That's a load of baloney." Here's why. Yeah. And then suddenly, right at the end, they pick that thread up again when the rem- remember the bit. The half-remembered bit about the butterfly enters his mind. He notices yeah. that the uh, female that he's been injecting has got the butterfly tattoo. And ah, like, oh, that's the answer to everything. Great. That's the end of... That's,
1: that's not, that's not that's the just that, though, is it? That's effectively that's the, the end that, of the movie. No, but his daughter does the butterfly thing in the helicopter as well. Yeah. So it's not just necessarily he's this, going, this is a divine intervention. Yeah, it's but, I mean, him thinking why, about saving why, but, other but, people and the fact that this woman's got a kid. Yeah, but this, this is my well, point. Right, the divine right. intervention angle... Suddenly, this is great, effectively, by the way.
0: Effectively out of nowhere. It just, it just derails the movie spectacularly. Oh, it does
1: not. You're you've a gone, dick. You've gone, from, <laughs> you've
0: gone from this really good existential character study um, suddenly getting
1: derailed in its final act by a load of rubbish. The thing is, you've had to go an awful long way to prove, to try and convince me that o a bad movie. I've done nothing, I've just I pointed out that it's shit.
0: I don't say anything unless it's worth taking a long time
1: to say. I <laughs> think we discovered this because yeah. you're going to be I'm, directing I'm, the Stone Ghost I'm movie treated. where you're a tree beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and this, oh, I think is where 20, we need to get to this and joke. this is where 28 <laughs> Days Later was vastly superior okay. because
1: thematically yeah. it stays
0: on the same tack yeah. all the way through.
1: It's not a good movie. It's a, far better movie yes. it stays yeah. on the same tack
0: all the way through there's this yeah. consistent theme consistently of, shit
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. shut up I finished
0: yet. there's this consistent theme oh, of, God. of this continuing theme of dehumanisation throughout the entire thing yeah. the zombies obviously are dehumanised you know, because they're zombies at this point uh, when they get to the army barracks uh, I'm going to start reviewing your jokes yeah alright fine
1: when they get to the army <laughs>
0: barracks you know, the two women are sort of forced into sex slavery. They're dehumanized that way. Mm. At the end, Cillian Murphy, he has to become a sort of killing machine in order to in order to survive. Yeah. And right at the end, Naomi Harris, there's a moment where she's not sure whether he's still him or one of the zombies anymore. Mm. And maybe the fundamental kind of thing there is that without the conventional structures in society that we're used to and live in, used to living in, does It can people be human without that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Now, obviously, you can make a lot of... You have to say, yeah, okay, you have to make allowances for the fact that the script is maybe not brilliant. Some of the cinematography is not brilliant and all the rest of it. But at least it kind of stays within the bounds of what it's trying to do. It's not. It doesn't do a sudden 180 right at the end, which which ruins everything. But this is the point. point
1: I don't think it did... Well, it did. So, it, well, I do think it did. did. I don't think it did at all. Yeah. Because you look at it a different way, which, and I'm looking at it another way. Well, why do you think the ending was so good then? I'm not saying it was so good. I'm just no. saying it doesn't go, it doesn't do a 180. It really does, mate. It really doesn't, mate. It really does. does. <laughs> I bet Emily's listening to this, absolutely loving it. Uh, I could just, for some reason, I feel like she'd enjoy us arguing. Anyway, can we please do this joke? Because this is r- way overrun now. We've uh, tried to, we've put too much in. Do you know what we might have to do is actually do the discussion as a separate episode on its own maybe. Oh no. Well how long oh we we've, we've re- the uh... we need a way around this. I'll think of one. Or we could just do two jokes next week. My god. Well, <laughs> we dear... could do one at the start of the episode. Dear listeners, I don't know why I'm asking because you're not ask, <laughs> but no. can you cope this week without a joke? I think they can. I really think they can. It's a real shame because I had a great. Oh, do you know what? Just do it. I had a double decker this week. Oh, when you say double decker, does that mean it's really long? No. Oh, well, okay, do the joke, but don't do it extra Andrew length. Do it just a normal joke length.
0: Oh, maybe I should leave it.
1: Oh, <laughs> for God's sake. I, I, I need the space to do it properly. All right, I'll tell you what. There's going to be no joke this week. Oh, my God. We're going to have to, man. Come on, this is. Like, no, one's going to, no one's going to wait around this long for the joke. No. Yeah. We had to. Like, we had the. You know. We had a joke. It was your description of why *Legend* is not a good movie. That was a massive oh, joke. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> should we leave it there then? Um,
0: I suppose we're gonna have. This, this feels really weird ending. I know it does. On, That's,
1: on, I don't on, like it. On this sort I feel, of really argumentative note. I feel dirty. Yeah. I feel like we need the joke.
0: Has, uh, has Chris and Drew talk to you? Finally, jumped the shark. Is it called Chris and Drew
1: talk to you? I thought. Oh no, it's *Words* with Chris. And Drew. <laughs> Come on, man. This is a shambles this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Have, we, have we lost it? No, just, we just. The problem is, we had such a response this week that we, I, I, I got is carried this, away. Is this
0: our Saint Anger
1: moment? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Episode four. Yeah. Miasma. Miasma. Well, there you go. I mean, this, this, this episode has been a bit of a miasma, <laughs> yeah. really, hasn't it? We're both sitting here now in our own filth, yeah. feeling dirty. Can we end without a joke? Can't you just tell a really short joke, just so we've done one? okay yeah do a really quick joke what do you call a fly with no wings go on a walk nah let's see there we go and that might have been my favorite joke you've ever done really yeah maybe you should start telling them shorter mm. nah kid that nah. Save nah. the long ones for next you, week you, you love the shaggy <laughs> like <this. Come> <laughs> I do I do yeah we hope you enjoyed this episode thank you especially to Charlotte Lawson and Julian who both new listeners and first questions on the show. Yep, keep them um, coming, guys. Yeah, keep them coming, keep listening. And um, thank you for everyone that voted on the films. Everyone that voted I Am Legend, you are legends. And uh, everyone who voted for 28 Days Later. See you later! <laughs> <laughs>